Welcome to the GodFocusPodcast.com. This week's episode is about Ephesians, Chapter 2. This is Part 1. Awesome Angie has the team talking about it. Welcome to the God Focus Podcast. And we are going through the book of Ephesians, where Paul has requested to go to Rome, and he's now in prison. And he's sensing that his that God's plan for him is coming to a close. And this book is his um, encouragement to believers to um, you know, know their identity in Christ and all sorts of wonderful things. Today, we're going to discuss chapter two, specifically regarding grace. So I'm going to go ahead and read from Ephesians chapter two in the NIV version. Verse one, as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. That was verses one through three in the NIV version. So today we have MJ myself, Robin, Kevin, Yolanda, and of course, myself, Awesome Angie, honoring the awesomeness in all of you. All right. So Kevin, go ahead and start us off with some thoughts based on um, verses one through three. Yeah. uh, Well, the thing that sticks out to me first is when he says, as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins. Dead dead is, you know, that's a big word. and, uh, you know, he elaborates uh, uh, in which you used to live when you were, uh, when you followed the way of the world and the ruler of the kingdom of the air. You know, the spirit is now at work in those who are disobedient. So what I think he's trying to say at the beginning is that uh, when we're dead, right, that we're, we're kind of, I mean, if you think about something dead. You know, it's not, there's, there's, there, it's decomposing. It's not, it's not, um, it's not, it's, it's not generating anything that is uh, life. It's not growth. It's decomposing It's going in the opposite direction. And uh, so that's, that sticks out to me in this, in the, in this verse, right? We are dead in our transgressions and sin, sin is uh, such a powerful thing that it is uh it literally kills us you know that's why that's why we we don't live forever right we 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 are uh we're limited in this earth uh on this earth in terms of what we can what we how long we can live uh, because of uh the limitations that sin puts in our life um so i you know, and then what's sin, right? You know, I think that, that, that begs the question, you know, so if we're, we're dead in sin, what is sin? Uh, I, I look at sin as something that we do that distracts us from God. Sin is something that, that happens so that we end up not being focused on God and, just the beauty and glory that he, that he, he is, 
So sin is, is, uh, it's an energy drain. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, again, it's something that it's destroying. It's something that's destructive. So that when I, when I read this, that's kind of my, my, my initial thinking on this. Anyone else think, have a comments on sin and, and what it does to us? Well, I like, you know, the word dead, you know, first thing that comes to mind is no life. There's no life when you're, um, um, you know, you were dead in your transgressions and sins. So when, when we get down that path of sin and transgressions, which is a constant thing, we're always readjusting. If we're aware, once we're aware, that's, that's a, that's a great point to be at. But when we're dead to it, we're not aware. We're not aware that, you know, we could possibly not be aware that we're sinning and, and, um, and lost our focus from God. But once we become aware, that's where, um, that's where things can grow from. Yeah. And this, you know, Satan is real. I mean, he, he is that demonic angel that basically we have to deal with. And that's what, you know, that's why he's saying right here in the very beginning, he says, you know, through Christ, he has defeated Satan. And, and therefore, you know, he is the resurrection. And that's what us believers have to uh, wrap ourselves around and, and accept this and, and, and take this love and grace and mercy and have the faith to just move on and, and help others see this. So that's what I, that's what I'm seeing in this very beginning here. And again, you know, in verse two, where it says, you know, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient, um, that's where that awareness comes in. Um, the spirit is in there, wait, trying to wake everyone up and, and, um, like, Hey, you're dead. You know, like here, life, life, you know, <laughs> um, you know, this, you're, you need to turn from, from sin. So it's, uh, the spirit is actively working and, um, but when we're dead, you know, that's, uh, there's no life. We're either cut off, you know, we need to be pruned or the spirits in there rooting for us, encouraging us, helping us become aware of our sins so we can repent and, you know, and move forward and grow. Yolanda. Yes. But what you thinking? Well, um, I was thinking about how what it was expressing is how even before, like before we accepted Christ, we were dead. We were literally dead and we weren't going to a good place. <laughs> as soon as we accept Christ, we, we, are, we are alive. We, uh, we are no longer dead. But however, we do have that temptation and we do still sin sometimes. And, um, this is like encouraging us to to remember that yes we do but we need to continue to walk in the power of of light um we you know we used to do certain things of the world and follow the course of the world like it said in the passage um but we we're not there anymore we 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 should be beyond that and we should continue to walk in obedience um, and follow and follow Christ. And I'm going to pick up on your word should. Um, no shoulding. 
<laughs> that's my rule. Right. That's my new rule. No shitting, no shitting on yourself. Um, yeah, cause that's, that's why the spirit is in us. It's that reminder. Um, the spirit is in us trying to flow, trying to move, trying to circulate. Um, and, uh, that's how I see it at least. Robin, any added thoughts to that or Kevin, MJ? Well, I, you know, I'll, I'll kind of wrap up my thoughts when, when we look at verse three, he says, uh, uh, all of us lived among them at one time, them being uh, basically the, the, those on earth here that were sinners, right? Uh, those on this earth here that were people who were uh, kind of dead to our, dead to our own sins, right? Uh, and he says, uh, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and followings, desires and thoughts. That's the sin. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. And, uh, you know, I think, I think this is a, this is a hard sell for people, you know, when they, when they, when they think about Christianity and think about God in general, right. You know, we have this idea of a wrathful God, you know, I did wrong. I deserve wrath. You know, I, I, you know, uh, God punishes uh, people that don't do good things, right? They I mean people have ideas of, you know, they, they, everyone forms their own idea of what who God is and what He stands for and what the character of God is, and uh, and so He kind of brings that out, uh, you know. But what's what I find interesting about this. He says, like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. He doesn't say that God desires, you know, to punish us. He just says, he just kind of says, here's what you've earned, right? You've lived, you know, we live a selfish life. We live for our own wants and needs. We live for our own purpose, right? And what, what does that earn us? Well, that earn us, earn, earns us the immediate gratification of sin, the immediate gratification of our actions, right? And it also deserves, you know, the wrath of a God that is that gave us all of those things, right? He gave us the blessings in our life. He gave us, uh, he gave us what uh, everything that we see and feel and touch. He gave us our bodies. He created us. So. So I, it's, I think it's interesting when you look at, at verse three, that he doesn't speak to the idea that God wants to invoke wrath on us. He just simply says that there is a natural deserving of that wrath. I love that distinction. Um, Robin, you're the word gal. I'm going to try to look it up as well. Um, the word uh, wrath. I want a definition on it. Just in a quick uh, Google search, I've got forceful often vindictive anger anger punishment vengeance um anyone have a good like i think robin you have a good dictionary that goes into you're you're the word gal greek and hebrew and whatever all access you have to over there so put some uh, see if you can come up with something on that okay um Here's one. Biblically, wrath is the divine judgment upon sin and sinners. It does not merely mean that it is a casual response by God 
reject ungodliness, but carries the meaning of hatred, revulsion, and an indignation. God, and then it says, God is by nature love, 1 John 4, 16. And then it goes on. This is a, what did I, this is defining wrath, karm.org. I don't know. That's probably, a, I don't know what that website is. So it's just, it just popped up on Google. I don't know if that poses any, invokes any thoughts from anybody. Because God, God by nature is love. So if we, if we slide into four through seven, it kind of speaks to, it speaks to that. All right, let's go there. All right, so go ahead, go ahead, Robin. Um, the thing is, the thing that I've been thinking about um, with wrath, I mean, it can be defined as a feeling, but God is not governed by feelings. You know, to me, um, and I think, Kevin, it's what we'll probably end up discussing, you know, about God's nature. This idea that, um, that he is a vengeful God, that he you know, that he punishes as he chooses in anger. And there's more to that. There's more to what Paul is saying here. Problem is I don't have all the answers. So, Well, that's what we're exploring. So for those of you listening on our podcast, this is an exploration of the Bible and um, you are getting raw material here from us as we are studying this. And um, I love that this group of people particular just brings a really unique mix of because we're all unique we all have our own unique experiences and lenses and the way we see things the way we were raised lots of different influences and we're coming here together to explore so um, for those of you listening we don't have all the answers that's for sure and that this is but the discussion is what brings we're hoping to bring some some uh inspiration to your heart like hmm you know what makes you stop and pause that's to me a symbol of hmm i don't know what is wrath let's let's explore that more um so we might get more into that particular subject in this um discussion we'll see where it goes because i'm going to go ahead and read verses ephesians 2 verses 4 through 7 again the niv version But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ. Even when we were dead in transgressions, it is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. All right, Kevin, any thoughts on that one? Yeah. So I think that, (laughs) I think that the idea is, is that with love, right? I mean, that's a choice. Uh, It's a choice that God has for us and the grace that he, he gives us the grace that he um, exemplifies is an example of how much God loves us. Uh, there is, um, I think there's a choice, right? There's a choice that, that God made when he created us. There's a choice that he, he took on when, uh, he created the universe and he created earth and he created all the, you know, the, the plants and animals and then eventually us, right? He, he made a choice, a commitment to us that, that, you know, that we are 
born in his image. We are created in his image. You know, he made a choice that he wants, he wants a relationship with us. And that relationship that is predicated on this idea that he knows, uh, he knew, he knew that we were going to be struggling with sin, with, with imperfection. He knew it because he sees all things at all times. So he knew even when he created us that the, that, that, you know, the, the, our fall from perfect creation was going to happen. He saw that we would be, um, you know, having to basically live a life of struggle. And, uh, and so this it's all, but it's all predicated on this idea that he wanted, he wanted us, he wanted a relationship with us. He wanted us, uh, to, to grow in him, to glorify him in our actions. And, uh, so when, when we speak to, when we speak to the idea that, uh, because of his great love, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive in, with Christ, right? That, that is, that is a part of a bigger story, right? He, he created us knowing that we would fall, knowing that we would need help. He sent Jesus as a way to help us, um, see what, um, what God's character is about. It would help. He helped show us, uh, kind of the way, right. To God and a way to glorify God. And then ultimately he's going to redeem all of us, uh, that are believers, uh, through a second coming of Christ. And, and at that point, you know, we're given new responsibilities, uh, to, again, to glorify and honor God, uh, not only on the earth, but in the whole universe. So, uh, when I, when I see, when I think of, uh, God and his great love, I don't think of a particular, I don't think of it as, you know, I'm a sinner and I've done wrong and he's, you know, he's, uh, glorifying me, uh, you know, or he's glorifying himself, uh, through me. I think of it as, as a much bigger story. I see it as we have, you know, we have a, uh, we have a part to play in a much bigger story than, uh, than simply whether or not we do right or wrong. Um, you know, and for us to play our part, we have to listen to God, know God, love God, and then really seek, seek to fulfill the purpose, uh, that he, that he, he's put us on earth for. Oh man, I've got, I had two big things jumped out at me in what you just said, Kev. Um, first of all, this speaks directly to the name of our podcast, God focused podcast. And so this is how I see it. So God is love and he is love. But in verse, in verse three is where people get, can get hung up. Um, by nature, we were deserving of wrath because of our sin. Um, but God is love. So we can either focus on God is love and what his purposes are for us. And, uh, you know, and all the good things about God, because that's what he's, he's created all this to ultimately everything turns out for good. Um, but as people or Christians, you know, we can focus on this idea that, well, we deserve wrath because we've done all these horrible things. Um, where's the focus? 
So that was one thought I had <laughs> while you were talking. And then you mentioned the part about, um, <laughs> it's so funny. You mentioned the idea that we're playing a part. I've been, I've been kind of exploring that idea of we're all, are we just all actors and actresses on this planet? Like it's just all a big act. Like we just, uh, cause it's, we can, you know, if you think of what an actor and actress is, I mean, you, you play a part, you, you jump into a role that you were called to be and you have fun just being that role. And, um, God has given us the playbook. He's like, here's what you, you know, just do these things. Yeah. <laughs> and, and life is great and have fun doing it. I mean, he's all about joy and love and peace. And, you know, he's given us the playbook, you know, and it's a matter of where do we want to focus? Do we want to put on this role and play the act and be awesome and, um, and, and have fun, you know, because it's, you know, when you're, you know, and think of that, think of any show you've ever seen with acting, you know, it's the drama, there's the happy, there's the sad, there's the evil, there's, the, you know, it, you know, and it's, it, it, I've been playing with the whole idea in the last couple of weeks, because it, to me, it's a fascinating thing. Um, I'm, you know, Yolanda, what are you thinking on this one? I could keep rolling. You guys know that. <laughs> MJ, you've been quiet. We need to hear from MJ too. Yeah. Um, well, go ahead, Yolanda. Oh, okay. So I was I was thinking how um, because of God being so loving and merciful and really wanting us to be in relationship with him, um, that's what is like a protector of us or for us from the wrath, basically. Um, but of course we can get from under that umbrella if we, if we make wrong choices, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much what I was going to say. Um, yeah. But the, I love the umbrella analogy, but the umbrella is always there and, yes. you know, we can, we can jump, you know, we can find ourselves on a path away from the umbrella um, but then when we're, as long as we're aware, God focus, you know, get that, turn that channel, you know, the station's always playing, tune into that channel. Like, oh, the fact that we're aware and can turn our focus back to God at any point, that's to me, that's the game. It's, it's the critical piece of when you're aware that's growth, there's potential there, but it's when we are like, again, from the very first three verses, you know, when we're dead in sin and we don't even realize we're on the wrong path or mm -hmm. we got away from the umbrella, mm -hmm. um, that's where we're in danger. But yet the umbrella is always there. The station's right. always playing. And um, I love that. I, the protector. I love that. That's great. Yeah, I kept seeing in what you guys are talking about and what I've been reading in here. It's just that word inheritance. You know, you know we have that inheritance from God and it, it comes through it comes through Jesus and it's kind of funny we just saw a movie oh, about a week ago or so where it was an interesting um, depiction of a dog who was uh, owned by uh, a multimillionaire, and all the lawyer said to the people who were uh, you know the relatives is all you got to do is just love this dog <laughs> And uh, 
so sure enough, here's a, a girl down the street who loves that dog. And that, that's the work, that's the girl who got the inheritance. And she wasn't even a part of the family, but she became a part of the family because she just loved the dog. And I don't know, for, for me, it's that simple. Just love Jesus and God will give you everything. And you know, that's it. It's all so simple. Excellent. Um, okay. Any other thoughts on verses four through seven? What else do we need to explore here? Oh gosh, there's so much in this. It's just amazing. Um, it's by grace you have been saved. Simple. I love it. <laughs> the Bible's so amazing how it's simple, but yet it's so deep. And you know, and then as humans, we can really pull it apart. And we each have our own lenses on how what it means, and certain words trigger different things. And uh, and then you throw this idea of well, we're actors and actresses playing the roles, then who are we really? But then you go back to Ephesians 1, that's our whole identity. Like <laughs> the playbook is all there. Oh my gosh, someone save me. Hey, and Yeah, go for it, Robin. Uh, yeah, I've been, just to let you know, I've been having a lot of technical issues. So I am like hearing, <laughs> hearing us in bits and pieces. But uh, can you hear me now? Yep, you're good. Loud and clear. Go for it. Um, not to, not intentionally wanting to confuse things, but my mind's all over the place with this this book, this chapter, this chapter, because there's so much, there's so much in it. And like you said, and I think um, it makes me think you're referring to like the big picture of, um, you know, from the very beginning, why, what did we do to deserve wrath? You know, uh, you might say, someone might say, well, you know, we're just, you know, we're just weak, um, dying creatures on a planet. We're going to live, I don't know, 70, 80, a hundred years if we're lucky. And then we die. And some people think that's it. And, um, you know, and then you talk about sin and you're going to get a lot of strange looks from people. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm thinking about the people I know that have absolutely no idea what we're talking about here. And I can't get it out of my head. Um, because like when you said, Ange, about, um, you know, are we just actors on a stage? I think as human beings, um, we can think that way sometimes if we don't know what's true and if we, um, you know, base, base the truth on what we see and what we feel and what's around us. Uh, we will be discussing, I think, um, why God, you know, it's his right to be, to, um, to, I don't even know the right word to exercise wrath or choose wrath. I don't know the right verb there because God is holy. He's not just love, he's holy. And um, I'm rambling about things right now because my head is just spinning with thoughts that I can't, I can't explain. And the thing is, um, you know, uh, are people pretending because 
to me, I see a lot of Christians suffering in their lives. And, and I see people who um, appear to have everything, you know, everything goes right there. Is it because of wealth or because of relationships or because of the family they come from, because of their um, experiences, their opportunities in this life? And if you go up to them and say, you know, you're dead, they're, they're not going to get it. And I'm thinking, are they just pretending? Because inside, if they're spiritually dead, I don't even know how they can put a smile on their face faces, but someone help me. And you got to get well, me out. I've got, uh, what's what I'm thinking of. Cause again, I, I had been pondering this whole thing of acting. Like, are we just all actors on this planet? And there's nothing wrong with acting. It's, you know, people make a career out of it and it's, you know, entertaining and, um, you know, if you could look at it from that perspective um, and then you use the word pretending are people pretending, you know? And so what's the difference, you know, I, you know, acting is an intentional, um, Hey, let's, uh, you know, it's like Halloween, you know, Ooh, let's dress up like wonder woman, you know, and be wonder woman for the night. You know, it just, you know, it's a fun, it could be a fun thing. Um, and, you know, but then pretending to me is, a little has a little different angle to it. You're the word gal. So I'll let you pull that one apart. But I'm also thinking that, you know, Jesus said to his followers, you know, basically just drop everything, drop your life and follow me. So it's like, you've got your own playlist, you or uh, script, what is it called? <laughs> your, your, the storyline that you've created for yourself drop that baggage and come follow me. I've got, here's a whole new script and try this on. And, you know, and it's, so there's different ways to look at this. And I think it's, to me, it's been a fascinating mind puzzle to kind of think about because, you know, what is true? God is love. I mean, it's that simple. God is love. Everything turns out for good. um, And it depends on where you focus. We could focus on the wrath. And, and, you know, we could focus on playing all the evil characters and um, or we could focus on love and spreading love and joy. And, you know, again, it's focusing. Where's our focus? Anybody else? Should we should we tackle the last three or the next three verses or should we call it the day? I think you should tackle them. All right. Let's go for it. Verses eight through ten NIV. Oh, wait a minute. Is that where we are? Yes. All right. Ephesians 2 verses 8 through 10. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us. That was Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. Again, yummy, 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 yummy stuff. For it is by grace you've been saved. God's grace through faith, having the faith. It's not from us, not from the storyline we've created, but it's God, God's love, God's grace, God's mercy. We need to add the faith, drop everything if we have to, to follow Jesus, Um, not by works. You know, it's not for us to boast. Nothing for us to boast about. This is all God 
We're all his handiwork. We were created to do good. And we've been prepared in advance for it. I mean, just powerful stuff. Every single little word, just powerful. I'm going to jump in. You know, nothing we can do, um, nothing we can do to deserve this. You know, we just all need to just believe in him. And that's that grace that he's given us. You know, we are his craftsmanship. He made us. And so we're just here to, to do, you know, just love on him. That, that's what he's looking for. He's looking for a relationship. He's looking for, you know, us to love him back because he loves us and we're just his good works. And so we've done nothing to deserve this. That's, that's all I keep seeing in this particular passage. Yeah, that's it. It's, it's pretty powerful um, when you think about it. Um, it, is, it is only, only by his grace, um, only by his grace that we have, um, we have like the redemption and, and what he has given us and blessed us with. Um, you know, thank God for Jesus Christ, because uh, without, without him, uh, this world would be worse off than it is. <laughs> um, he, he is like our saving grace. Uh, like, you know, like it says, we, there's nothing that we have done to deserve what we have from him. Nothing at all that we've done. Um, I'm, I'm thinking like along with what Robin started talking about is, and I don't know if, what we can add to this, but for an unbeliever, can anyone speak to this? Um, an unbeliever, see, we're because we're on this call, we're all Christians and we've been reading the Bible for some time. But for someone that doesn't know um, any of this or is adamantly not believing this, um, or, you know, a lot of people just don't even know. Anybody have any thoughts on what? Uh, this could be speaking to those particular people that may happen to run into this podcast and like, what, I don't know, what is this wrath and grace and uh, what, what, you know, any thoughts from anyone I, other than for myself, what I'm thinking is I, the fact that go ahead, Kevin. I think it's character. I think it's the character of God is what, what Paul's trying to speak to here. And I think if, if there's one message from the book, from the whole book, of, of, of Ephesians. It's that it's he, Paul is trying to describe the character of God. He is a loving God. He has chosen you before you were even born, right? It wasn't any action that you took that, that allowed you to be chosen. Uh, he chose you. He, he created you. Uh, you. You do have a role to play. Right. The, the role is to uh, choose to accept the gift of salvation uh this idea that that you one recognize that you're imperfect recognize that i make mistakes i think most people can can own up to that i make mistakes i'm less than perfect and because i'm less than perfect then i really don't i i i i'm not on the same level as god i i you know it's i'm 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 
I'm less than, right? And so how do I have a relationship with God when I am so far removed, you know, from God because of my imperfectness, right? How can I understand God when I am so um, broken, so to speak? Uh, and so as, as a, someone that doesn't know uh, Christ and doesn't know God, uh, that would seem to be kind of separating, disjointing, right? Keeping me from God, you know. Uh, but but what this book is trying to tell us is it, it's actually the exact opposite. God's trying to make up the difference for that, right? He created us knowing that we were going to we were going to make mistakes. He created us knowing that that we 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 are incomplete without Him. And so he wants us to have a relationship with him. And he's given us a path to have that relationship, which is through Christ, through what Christ shows us as an example of how to live our lives, through Christ as a redeemer, as a redeemer for our imperfect, imperfectness. Uh, and, um, and really, uh, there is a, there's benefit that comes from this, right? So that when we have a relationship with God, then, and we follow uh, God's heart. When we, when we learn about his character, his care, he's a, he's a God of love. He wants us to live loving lives. He wants us to love him and he wants us to love each other. So we, when we do that, we have the best life that we can possibly have given the circumstances that we're in. Right. And that's what I think what this book is speaking to. God loves us. He's, he's providing for us an opportunity to have a relationship with him, despite our best efforts to be less than perfect. Um, and when, when we accept the gift that he's giving us and we grow in loving each other and honoring God and learning about God and growing in being more God-like, then we have the best life that we can possibly have on earth. And we also have an eternal life that is close to God, connected to God, relational with God. So, um, that's what God's, that's what we're trying to speak to here is that, is that your best path to success in life and happiness and joy and peace, your best path to embracing, um, all that you can be, uh, while you're living is to have a relational, uh, conversional, conversational, um, uh, relationship with, with Christ and, uh, God. And through Christ, I think that's I think that's the message that that he's trying to, you know, come through. And there's been there and there's benefits. There's the, the rewards are not only on this earth through a more pleasant. Um, and when I say pleasant, I mean a more fulfilling life. Um, uh, that's not that's one part of it. But the other part of it is, is that we get when we pass through this imperfect world and, and we and we and our our souls, you know, go to heaven. And we then have an eternity uh, worshiping God, worshiping this beautiful, loving, incredibly loving uh, creator. I love it. The whole eternal, eternal life piece. It's, uh, it's all amazing. Amen. 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 I think it was a fantastic wrap up. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, thank you. Awesome. You guys are all so awesome. I love, uh, I, I just love hearing from each of you. I love watching how the spirit works through each of you. And 
I wish you the best this day, this week, and keep being awesome. Stay God-focused, and we will talk again soon. Yay. So if something's being said during this podcast that's really pulling at your heart right now and tugging at you right now, just say this little prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sin. You died for me. And thank you for coming into my life. You are my Lord and Savior. And by saying that prayer, you're bringing him that much closer to you and just saying thank you for being there always with me, Lord. So I hope we've helped in some way. Jesus is always there for you. Just use that power. Thank you for listening to the God Focus Podcast. And if we've said something today that's helped, we do have two action steps you can do with our program. Number one is we have a prayer team. If you'd like us to pray for you, just email us at godfocusedpodcast@gmail.com, at gmail.com and we could put the prayer team on your situation. Secondly, if you have the financial means to help us, we are right now trying to improve the quality of the podcast with technology and editing. If there's any situations you can help with us, we have a custom program right now we're building for a custom membership, and then we'll have membership packages down the road. Please email us at godfocusedpodcast at gmail.com, and we can send you that information. Thank you for all your help and love through Jesus Christ, and God bless you. Have a great week.